You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to a, a very special edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast, because instead of bitching about a Brooklyn net loss or fantasizing about the net signing free agents they won't sign, Today, we talk about a team very near and dear to my heart, and that, of course, is the New York Knicks, as we preview their offseason, the lottery, and free agency. And I think there are two kinds of Knicks fans right now. There's the Joe Beningos, where everything sucks, nothing will work out, it's all negative, this is the worst. And then there are the cocky, arrogant Knicks fans who think they will add every free agent. My next guest is neither, in my opinion. I believe that my net, this is why this is the Nick guy I wanted. Because I believe he's a little bit of both. He's got a little bit of negativity, a little bit of cockiness, but it seems to be more down the middle than most. Now, we're going to find out over the course of this podcast, and that, of course, is Brandon Tierney, BT, the host of um, his show with Tiki Barber on the CBS Sports Network. You can see it on the television channel as well. Thank you, Mr. Tierney, for joining me. I like the introduction, Ev. How are you, buddy? Is that accurate? I think that's pretty on point, man. I would uh, a little worried where you're going at first. I'm like, am I, I going to have to check this guy 13 seconds into the podcast? You thought I was going to call you the arrogant one? I no. I knew you wouldn't call me the doom and gloom guy because no. there's only one Joe. I knew that that wasn't coming. And no, no, no. I, I I think I would hope that what I put out there, you know, what I project certainly as of course as a broadcaster, but also as a as a Knicks fan and, and really both, that uh, it encompasses reality. It encompasses hope. Um, and it really encompasses everything. I mean, I've I've been giving this a lot of thought for a long time, so let's roll. By the way, we can curse, right? We can if you want. Oh, I love cursing. <laughs> if you want to. Oh, I'm dropping a few at some the, point. I always make the decision for myself not to, but I have not instituted any kind of podcast rule that you can't. So if you feel that urge to call me a name, because that's clearly why you would curse, then go ahead by all means. Well, i got to tell you the one thing that's that I'm worried about here. Go ahead. I don't love Ewing being on the dais. I don't love Ewing. That is fascinating to me. You know why? Because, and this is, I guess, where the gloom takes over. Yeah, go ahead. What if they don't get it? If they don't get it. They don't get it. Okay, if they don't get it. Yeah, clear, sure. (laughs) They don't get it. They don't get it. That's the short answer. But if they don't get it, can't you see the back page of the paper next day? E-W, you, you, (laughs) no, no, you still can't win it. Yeah, I, I could mean, actually think about this. Think about and and I defend, you know, when we get into the great centers historically and I do as a as a national host, right? You know, Patrick is little is lower on the list than I would like him to be, but you got to keep it real. You got Kareem, you got Will, you got Shaq, you got I have to put David Robinson sure. a step in front of him. He's got the championship, got the ring. all those things, yep. no doubt. Uh there there's Moses Malone with three MVPs. There's a lot of names. And when I get to Patrick, uh, I, I defend him with this incredible vigor because, you know, I believe his greatness really was pulling a bunch of B-minus teammates up and down the court 
and probably reaching levels they probably didn't deserve based on a on a supporting cast. So I've I've got profound respect for Pat, and I don't want to see him get dragged back yeah. into this nonsense. Well, I, I always thought that Patrick Ewing, in a weird way, was never appreciated enough by Nick fans until he was gone. Yeah, and I think now he is appreciated by Nick fans, rightfully so. And I, I'm just going to predict I don't think the newspapers. Would do that to Patrick Ewing if they did. They, uh, I just well, don't for, think they would anymore. Well, here's the thing: the newspapers. You might be right. You might be right. I, I mean, I could be wrong about this. I'm not saying this with a million percent confidence, but put it this way: I don't think of it that way. Okay. I think it would be oh, same old Knicks. They couldn't win the lottery. They tanked. They lost a billion games. Wait, you don't think there'd be a picture of Pat with beads of sweat on his head, <laughs> you know, with the suit that looks a little weird on him because he's such a big guy with his head like this at the podium and, like, just kind of this forlorn, yeah. like, looking of disgust, staring into yeah, but, emptiness. but not a you know what I mean? Patrick blew it again. Yeah, you but know? still, the picture would be synonymous yeah, well, with not getting the first overall pick. See, I say this from afar. I think it's Come great on, karma that you have Patrick Ewing on the day. Well, of course, going back to 85, and, sure. And not only that, you're you're respecting and appreciating your history. Which the I love. Good and Fisdale has been great at that. He has. Fisdale, for all these other Nick coaches who came in from outside of the Nick tree, people who had no connection to the Knicks, whether it's Hornacek, whether it's Jeff Fisher, whomever, obviously Phil played here, so it was different. Uh, they were just reticent to bring these players in. And, and these these old, now again, you know, Clyde Frazier doing a, a basketball drill at this point is is probably, it's, it's expired. <laughs> right. But just sitting down and, and listening to the sage words of Clyde Frazier, whether it's Neil Akita, and yeah, that's probably not going to work out, but whomever it might be is is beneficial. So absolutely, I love the culture. The seeds are being planted. I am, even though, you know, I can let it rip as as loudly and as strongly as anybody in this business, I like to think. Uh, I am an optimist at my heart. It, like, at my core, I'm an optimist. Well, I, I, I've always I, tilted more optimistically than negatively, let, and I feel great about the Knicks summer. Well, there are three great. parts that I want to touch on, and we'll probably do more about free agency than anything because I think that's the most intriguing thing. But I want to start with this season, okay? Mm-hmm. They went 17-65. and 65. I thought coming into the year with the talent that the Knicks had – they were a low to mid-20s win team. So I was wrong a little bit because they only won 17 games. I think by the middle of the season or maybe two weeks into the season or maybe for you before the season, it was all about lose, 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 tank, 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 tank. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, and I, well, we could start here, I only see one team that has tanked successfully in the last decade and a half, and that's the Philadelphia 76ers, and how successfully have they really been? That was going to say, I could completely challenge that assertion. That I they've mean, been successful. Oh, absolutely. You know what? I don't even disagree. I was just trying to be nice. Because gotcha. they haven't. Uh-huh. They've been to the second round. Where have they gone? Yeah. I look at the teams that are successful. I look at the Toronto Raptors. They have zero lottery picks on their roster. That's right. Zero. Organic. Organic as hell. Yeah. The Milwaukee Bucks have one lottery pick on their roster. Brooke freaking Lopez. Yeah, from a different team, yeah. The Warriors drafted Draymond Green in the second round. Yeah, I was there when they drafted. I was living in California when they drafted so you Draymond. You saw it. You saw how that no was built? No doubt about it. Absolutely. So this side. Clay, Clay as well. At Clay Thompson, even Steph Curry. He wasn't pick one, two, three, four, or five. Almost close to the 10. Could have been a Nick. I <laughs> know. So I, I've kind of listened to the celebration of tanking all year. Uh-huh. And I've been offended by it, but just said, do you guys understand that there really isn't this track record of tanking working? What say you? Did you enjoy this? I well, enjoy is certainly not a word that I would reach for, but <laughs> understand, accept, embrace. Sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, here's the thing. There, there's nuance with the word tank. And I think when you throw it out there, you know, if you open up the phones and you just have a discussion on tanking, I think you'll get myriad reactions. But the intelligent callers who weigh in on this, uh, are the ones who who understand that tanking doesn't necessarily 
just represent a draft pick. It's about balancing your finances. And when you do of that, course, absolutely. I, but everybody kind of loses sight of that because it's always about got to get the first pick, got to get the first pick, got to get the first pick. No, you need to be able to lure, and in this day and age, not just one, but two legitimate top-tier level one difference-making franchise-altering players. And now the Knicks have that ability to do that. So, listen, if they get one it's going to be Zion, clearly. Uh, if they get two or three, they're still in a position to get a terrific player. Um, and and I just think in totality, you know, I'm able, and I know you've done this because your Mets have been rough over the years. Sure. And your Nets, while clearly oh, yeah. ascending, and I love Atkinson, I love the culture. Couldn't tank, if you will. I hear you. <laughs> but you, you, you have been forced to, you know, be... Um, be an intelligent fan based on the path of your teams. So you can sit there and extrapolate something as I did from Nick games this year. And I could sit there and say, all right, what's the spread? And I'm just, I'm just going to keep it real. What are we not and a half point dogs? All right, maybe I'll make 150 bucks tonight. We'll get blown out. I'll bet against the Knicks, <laughs> but I'll watch Mitchell Robinson get up and down the court like a gazelle play 20 23 to 25 minutes and block five shots. Uh, basically rip the rim off the backboard, show an explosion that, you know, I, I believe it dwarfs DeAndre Jordan. I mean, you, you you say DeAndre Jordan, Clint Capella, he's more explosive than those guys. So I look at that. I look at Trier. I look at Knox. And I know that there were more bad nights than good nights. But it, it's never linear. And you have to understand the progression of young players is, is very me, much a mixed bag. Let me ask you this and hypothetical. Yeah. Because Mitchell Robinson, who you touched on, was to me far and away clearly the biggest bright spot no of this doubt. past season. No doubt about it. Let's say in a hypothetical world. Kevin Knox competed for the Rookie of the Year award. He was that good. Mm -hmm. Frank Nilakina looked like a competent starting point guard in this league. Let's say that stuff happened. Mm -hmm. Let's say there was no bad stuff with Porzingis and he came back. And let's say the Knicks won 37 games this year. Okay. Balancing the budget the exact same way. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. Would that have been better than this? No, I don't think it Why? would have been. Because then I think that would have compelled them to probably – overpay for somebody like Tobias Harris or one of those B-level free agents. Thinking that would put them over the top. Yeah, that's the old Nick mentality, right. which obviously is antiquated and has proven to be complete fool's gold. I mean, it's gotten us absolutely nowhere. I mean, Jesus Christ, these conversations, they don't end, man. Yeah. But the good part is they are about to. And, you know, you got to take it on the chin. And there's one of two things you can do as a Knicks fan. You could check out. I'm talking about this past season. Sure, sure. Because that was the root of your question. You could check out. Or you can, you know, again, extrapolate the good. Understand the bad will soon be out the door. But that good mm -hmm. would have been long-term good. You know, if Kevin Knox had a better run. And I'm not burying Kevin Knox by any no, stretch. No, I saw enough from Kevin Knox to think, at the very least, at the least, Kevin Knox will be serviceable as a scorer sure. at the very least. Right. And also, at the very least, possibly appealing, and I'm sure we'll get to this, in a possible trade Absolutely. For, for Anthony Davis but, or, or, or whomever. And I'm not saying it because they would have been more watchable. I'm saying it because if they would have gotten more young players besides Mitchell Robinson to have productive seasons, yep. yes, you would have had worse odds at winning the lottery, but building something would have felt different. Right now, when you look at this roster, there aren't a lot of guys, and maybe you disagree, that I would insist on being on this roster long term. No, I, I, mean, don't, I don't disagree with that. So, but, I don't disagree so with, with that. That's why I asked the question about would it have been better if Frank started to blossom the way they had hoped when they drafted him, if Knox had an even better year. Uh -huh. Not because... It would have been more entertaining. I know, I know what you're saying. Because you would have had more building blocks going forward. Well, it would have represented, I think, what you, what you were trying to say more directly. It would have represented what the Warriors have, where you draft a couple of kids right. and they just ascend and they, they incrementally develop to the point where they embolden you as a fan. And you're like, whoa, 
all right, we can kind of stop daydreaming about, not that you wouldn't take the other star free agents, of course, sure. but hey, we can put that aside for, that doesn't necessarily have to be plan A. It could be in the most organic nature where like the old school way, you draft a guy, he's the linchpin of your franchise, and then you you accessorize, if you will, around him. Easier to build that way because oh, you already yeah. have more pieces. True, true. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the other thing that really, of course, until it didn't, that at least gave me drive this season was I was very much a believer, and I don't know that we need to devote a lot of time to this because he's gone, but I was a strong supporter, ardent believer, that I thought KP, if he was cleared, mm-hmm. if he was cleared by the Knicks medical staff, I was a huge proponent of him getting back on the court, okay, not to the detriment of his body, sure. clearly, right. pass all the functional tests, learn to trust his body again, and whether it's 17 or 12 or 9, however many games, get back on the court and show the free agent crop. This was before I really thought strongly that they would come here no matter what. Right. Uh, and I thought it would be a strong signal to the Durants and to the Kyries and to the other players that, hey, now we've got the seven foot three unicorn. I know I've been on ice for a little bit because I ripped up my knee. Don't forget what I could do. Right. Come join me. And that, and I will be totally honest about this, as much as I believe Durant's coming, as much as I believe Kyrie's coming with him, right? And depending upon what happens with one, if they get one, I mean, I would probably keep Zion, but they could package him for Anthony Davis. A multitude of things could happen. Hey, I'll take it and I'll run to the bank. But in my heart, as just a sports fan, as a Knicks guy, it would have meant so much more for me yeah, well, to I have Durant, somebody join Porzingis. Right, because that's your like, guy. This is my guy. When this it, is my guy. When did it flip? And, you know, when did it flip for you with him? When you knew this is the right thing to do to move him? It's funny because we were at the Super Bowl, right? Tiki and I were, were on set, you know, obviously simulcast TV component. And I got the news that KP was dealt. My phone's blowing up. You know, my my wife's from Dallas. My right. in-laws are all from Texas. All Mavericks fans. <laughs> right. Jeez, I got to get hit with this nonsense, <laughs> right? So, I mean, this is almost going to sound juvenile. And it's on YouTube. You can watch it. I mean, I, I lost it, man. Like, I melted down. I was you, fucking, you, I was pissed. You were pissed about it. I was, I was livid. Okay, so your first reaction you was anger. Well, uh, nine levels above anger. Wow, okay. Like, almost inconsolably, um, like, ferociously out of control right. from a sporting point of view. Right. And I'll tell you why. And again, this is going to sound, and you have a child, so maybe you, 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 you'll, you'll certainly feel this. The first player that my little guy started to really recognize was KP. Number right. one, it's two words, it's two initials. It's two letters, KP, you know, and when you're two years old and you start to put syllables together and letters and the world started to make sense and you want to hang out with daddy and it's a little bit past goo goo gaga. Where's mommy? <laughs> right. Where's mommy's breast? I need to eat. You know, th- that next phase <laughs> is I want to hang out with pops. You know, I want to hang right. out a little bit. So it was really my first bonding, my first true sporting bonding experience with my little guy. And he just turned four. So this is like two and a half. Two. And we were watching the night when he dunked it on Antetokounmpo when his knee exploded. He mm. was on my lap. He was right next to me. And... And this is uncanny. You, you, this is ridiculous. So Santa brings Fathead, right? Monster, seven foot three, life size Fathead of KP. <laughs> Evan, I put this on his wall with as much pride as anything that I've done as a dad. I couldn't wait to do it, and and then this fucking guy gets traded. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to say. He's it. learning, but you know what? He learned at a young age the evils of sports, right? No, he hasn't because Daddy still hasn't told him that he's traded. <laughs> oh no! Oh, this is. I don't want to derail the podcast. This will get a little bit lengthy here. But bottom line is this. 
Daddy can still say, well, he's hurt, and now he knows the Knicks aren't very good, so they're, they're you know, the good teams are playing now, so the right. Knicks aren't the good teams. Right. So I'm gonna, that thing's going to come down. It's going to come down. It's going to go right in the garbage, and um, he's the enemy at this point. But wait. He's the enemy because he became childish. Well, that's and what the, we've learned, and sure. The, yeah, the thing that bothers me about Porzingis is that he – he started to act. It's one thing if you're a superstar and and you slowly gravitate toward your toward a divish matter. It's almost inevitable. With the money these guys make and and the way we kiss their ass, it's it's a joke. Yeah, right? he didn't do it though. Is the problem? That's what I'm saying. Of course, there's this level of expectation that was not commensurate with his production, right? And his place in the league, right? So it, don't get me wrong. We all know he is rarely gifted, man. Absolutely, rarely gifted. But tap the brakes, buddy. And his head got a little little out of control. His brother got a little little bit too big for his britches. And to answer your question directly now, I about a week or two after that, I finally came to the conclusion that based on the financial model that they can now you know, em- embrace or implement. Sure. And the grand vision, uh, and I know it sounds odd, the grand vision of the Knicks that you almost have to trust and that's hard to do, but Perry's a basketball guy. Perry's a basketball guy, and when you start to watch the players that he drafted and the players he brought in, you know, Trier, cheap deal, Robinson, ascending stud, you're like, okay, there's enough evidence here for me to believe this guy and invest not 100%, but certainly more than I would have with all the other guys that were running the Knicks for all these years. So that's where I'm at. Uh, I'm incredibly optimistic. It took me a little bit over to get over KP, but I'm there. Let's go. Yeah, and, you know, you do? it was weird because it happened out of nowhere. So we didn't have real time to digest the rumors. And my first reaction when it happened certainly wasn't your reaction. Oh, man. You got to see it on YouTube. It's I'm, ridiculous. I'm actually, I'm, oh, yeah, wait. I, 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 almost forgot, I forgot to tell you. Yeah. So Tiki and I are, as I, this I said, but we're in Minnesota and we're on the podium. Dan Marino is our guest. The great <laughs> so thing. So this is happening while Dan Marino is I am coming back from break. And, you know, I drive the show like you drive. Right. Although Joe will come back. But you, you drive the show for the most part. You drive. And I'll say, and I'm, you know, Tiki and Tierney, CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Series XM 206, 855 blah, 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 Twitter, all this bullshit. And Dan Marino's getting ready to come on. And, and I go, listen, Dan, I'm sorry. I can't talk to you, man. <laughs> I, 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 Dan, I told him, you may as well leave, basically. It was like, it was getting awkward. Oh, Tiki's yeah. like, come on, brother, like in a good way. He's like, you got to pull yourself together. But I'm like, nah, screw it. I'm like, this is the one, because you get to a certain age. You get to a certain age. We're not nine years old, man. This isn't like me as a kid watching Mattingly come up or like my first hero, Bernard King or Wesley Walker, you know, watching these guys. I'm not in the street wearing a jersey. I'm not 10 years old. So KP, the reason it hurts so much is because I was seeing my son's fandom evolve through my eyes. It was uh, (laughs) poor Dan Marino. My son knows one player's name. And that's Jacob DeGrom. And he actually says the whole name, which is incredible because it isn't easy. Uh, that's a couple and, syllables. Very nice. Yeah, and he's pulled it off. He's got a Jacob DeGrom uh, wrestling buddy, the whole thing. Okay. And so if the Mets didn't sign him uh-huh. and they traded him, Oof. I would feel yes. exactly yes. the same way. You know where I'm and coming Jake's from. done, no offense, Jake's done a hell of a lot more than Kristaps Porzingis. No has, doubt about it. Obviously. One so, of the best seasons, one of the base base, excuse me, one of the best baseball seasons in New York history. No question. And even before that, his ability to pitch game five of the division series, have nothing and fight through. Say, but, well, I love you, the kid. You get the point. I love the kid. Guy's fantastic. He got every, he deserved to get paid. But my first reaction to the trade was just stunned. Yeah. I can't believe they did I know, this. I what know. the hell's going on? You know what I was worried about, Ev? I was worried that 
that they did it too fast. Yeah, they didn't like, shop them. Did they? What happened? Yes, yes. Was there a better off round here? But was there something else to do? The but two, it worked out. But the two things that have drawn me in, whether you get a free agent or not. Yep. Okay. Oh, no. We, we will. We you will. will. Oh, we'll there's get no, to that. No, no. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> okay. Kevin Durant's coming. All right. And All I've right. been saying that for six Ca- months on my show. We'll get to this. Okay. All right. You will get a free agent, or you've got cap room, which is great to have, and you got draft picks, and draft picks matter. And no one should sit around and tell you, well, the Mavericks are going to be great in a few years. How the hell do you know? Well, hold on. They are Because we don't we, know. No, I'll tell you why. Because of Luka? Because Doncic is terrific. He is, but. He's great. Okay, you're He's right. He's great. Here's why we don't know. He's not good. He's great. Here's why we don't know. Why? What if he tears his ACL? We don't well, know. sure. I mean, if you want to live but in that world. But that's the point. Yeah. It's sports. You can't tell me you know for sure. I agree with you about Luca. The guy looks like a beast. God, and I agree so with you about good. Porzingis if he's healthy. Uh-huh. They should be very good. We do not know And it's know a good this. franchise, too. They are. They're well with, run. With, with Rick Carlisle. You know, they're well coached. They I mean, know what they're they'll doing. They'll insulate them the right way. But you don't know for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue with that. I mean, that's point. life. Sure. It's, it's life. Yeah. So I think they set themselves up well. But it, it's funny how it changed the focus of the fans. Because it went from what you said earlier Porzingis and Kevin Durant mm-hmm. to Durant and Kyrie mm-hmm. and Zion. Well, it, it changed the focus in Nick fans instantly, but I'm I, I'm with you. I think it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Especially, I believe what's come out about Porzingis because I think the signs were always there mm-hmm. that he was becoming a diva. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. They were there. And I, he, wasn't, he wasn't really tapped in uh, emotionally. He wasn't with the team all the time. Uh, he trained overseas. You know, he rehabbed over, he, overseas, I should say. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that. You know, I, I you know, if, if again, if you hit a certain level and you want to detach yourself a little bit, I still don't love that, but I'm certainly far more accepting. You're a young kid. Get your ass in the gym. Get, yeah. with, get with your teammates. Absolutely. Be a leader. Where is your con- – and this is a weird question because mm. it's 14.5%. It is what it is. Are you at all confident they're going to win the lottery? I'm not confident. I'm not unconfident. It's just I'm 14%. Just, let's get to Tuesday and let's see with the ball. Let's see what if, happens. If they get I mean, what, what am I going to say? If you say you're incredibly confident, you're pulling it. It's not based in. It's not. It's based on 14% mathematical That's logic. It. I agree. With if you me. say you're not confident, it's based on the same mathematical logic. Uh, to say there's really nothing else to say except will, let's go get the first. Let's let's hope we get lucky. Will you be Devitt? Because I was. The Nets lost 70 games in the John Wall draft, yeah. and I thought John Wall would be better than he turned out to be. How about that contract now? Oh, it's the worst. 40 mil with an Achilles. It's the worst Jesus. in sports. Yeah, it but, is. But at the time, no. I needed to win that lottery. Well, I, I just you. watched my team lose 70 games. Uh-huh. I was devastated yeah. when the Nets settled for Derek Favors and picking third. Yeah. Will you be devastated if they don't win the lottery? Uh, devastated is not the word that I would use because I don't think that it ties in directly to the arrival of Durant and, okay. and company. Uh, I I would be disappointed if it's if it's if it's if it's three, I, it, so like, one two you're happy. One two one I'm ecstatic. Right. Two I'm pumped. Three I'm like, mm, okay. But now. are you are you happy about two because of John Morant? Is that who you're oh, on? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Oh yeah. It's not crazy that John Morant's picked third. I mean that's one no, thing I to keep in mind. Absolutely. So picking third, like if you finish third, I wouldn't be devastated. But I want the option. I right. don't want to be three and have somebody at two say I want Morant. Right. Which that's could what happen. I'm saying. Oh yeah. Of course. And if they're picking fifth or fourth, you're pissed. Uh, yeah, there's like almost like there's a little bit of resignation, which will which will be resignation. You know, you don't know. You know what? If they finish fifth, it's going to be a battle of emotions not to fall back into the previous mindset of being a, a, a loser. Nick fan, right? A fatalist. No, no, no. Screw that. Expect the best. And I know we're going to get to it. But, you know, for six months on my show, I have been saying Kevin Durant will be on the Knicks to the point where CBS Sports Network built 
this incredible graphic of Ken superimposed a Knicks uniform on his on his body. Every <laughs> time I say Kevin Durant's name, right behind me <laughs> is Kevin Durant. It looks like Chris Rock. It's kind of an odd angle. It looks like, but it's Kevin Durant with a Nick white jersey right in between me well, and Tiki. I, I just I've have, always believed he's coming. I, I have to ask you he's this. He's coming. And from a timely standpoint, we are recording this the day after game five between Golden State and Houston. So whenever you're listening to this, that's when we were recording this podcast. Yep. When Kevin Durant oh, oh, went down yeah. with what is being called a strained calf, not a torn Achilles, uh-huh. your reaction was what then? You know, I uh, it's funny. And if you check my Twitter account, there's, you know, we like all of us in this business, we swing and miss. We make predictions. Sure. Some are on the money. Some are absolutely pathetic when some in between. If you check my prediction history on Achilles, it's 100%. Because I ruptured my Achilles. Okay. So you know from experience. Yes. Now, what gave me real pause is that he looked behind him. And when I ruptured my Achilles, it was 2006. I was playing I was playing basketball. I was playing in a league in Manhattan. And uh, I took a three-pointer, top of the circle. Of course, I missed it. I think it was an air ball. And it was the oddest dynamic. Like, when I... When I came down, there were two refs, one on the baseline, one on the front court, and I actually thought I got fouled. Right. So, in, in within, I mean, I'm, I'm getting two inches off the ground, but within two tenths of a second, I processed, my brain processed, oh, nice, I got fouled, I'm getting, and I'm a good foul shooter. I'm right. getting three free throws, cool. I'll hit at least two, you know, whatever. And then, boom, thud, hit the ground, over. Like, just like that, the thought ended. Like, And I thought somebody hit me right. from behind. And, and then I knew I was blown tired, done. To the point where to get to my old job at ESPN, somebody had it like I had a turtle, like turtle from Entourage. They sent somebody every day. <laughs> right. I was living on 85th Street, Manhattan. Somebody would come and pick me up every day. I couldn't. Right. I mean, it was a disaster. I lived in this brownstone, three stories up. Right. Um, uh, it was. That's it, it was a, oh no God. elevator. It was a nightmare. It's a bad injury. I did not necessarily. I really, truly did not think that he ruptured his Achilles. For what it, when Boogie went down, I knew it. When Kobe did it, I was watching that live. I knew it. I right. knew. It. I just and I tweeted. It. I knew it. Right. And um, when it happens to other players, uh, Demarius Thomas, I tweeted on that. Like, and other players, sometimes broadcasters will surmise on air. Uh oh, he's and I'll. That's even, what Reggie Miller was doing. I know that he went. He went right he there. He went right there. Right yeah. there. Uh, and I, I don't want to say it's irresponsible, but it's you know it is what it is. I think that because he looked so surprised, it was like a foreign injury. That had me a little worried. It wasn't like a typical, oh, man, I just kind of pulled my my calf. That was a little weird. He's looking behind right. him. He just looked like he was very confused. And when an athlete has a real injury for the first time, there's a confusion that just overrides their body because they've never had that that level of pain. And they don't their body doesn't know how to process it. But, you know, all the and there's people who still think they're going to get some bad results today. And there's this thing called the Thompson's test. Very simple. So, of course, the MRI is is tissue and x-rays are skeletal. The MRI is, um, you know, you, you're going, they, they've already done that, or they will do that. They're waiting for the results. And that will give you a clear indication, was there separation, you know, soft stuff, ligament cartilage from, from the bone. And, and you have to do that. But the Thompson's test is a non-scientific test. The doctor actually squeezes a part of the leg, and if the foot pops up, that means the, it's still connected. Right. If it doesn't, and that's why when I was in the hospital that night when I ruptured my Achilles, they said, listen, for a formality, you're going to have to go for the MRI, but... I hate to be the bearer of bad news. You're not going to be playing any golf. This was in May, I think May of 2006. Oh, horrible timing season-wise. It sucked. Jeez. You're not going to be playing any golf. So, But you, but in all probability, it's ruptured. Right. So we would have known 
you know, 30 minutes after that. Oh, boy. You know, word would have leaked out. They did the Thompson's test. They administered that So back. you didn't see your Kevin Durant plan flashing no. before your no, eyes. No, I really didn't. That's I know good. a lot of people did, but Jesus, could you imagine? Good God almighty. It's, I mean, wow. it would be so typical of the craziness of NBA free agency if we got some kind of turn like that. Because in a way, not that DeMarcus Cousins is Kevin Durant. He's not. Look what happened to Marcus Cousins last year. Yeah, no. I, I felt badly for him. Felt horrible he for him. He tried to play. He tries, he's, he's trying to change his ways a little yeah. bit. And, you know, matured. He took, listen, we $5 million a year. Anybody will take that. You know, sure. Unless you're Francesca and you're making $50, <laughs> million, $50 million on the app. Right. Um, you know, but most most guys, most people, most, most smart people right. will take $5 million a year. Uh, but he's probably left 40, 50, 60 million minimally yeah. on the table. So I hope Sucks. he gets right. No, I, I feel and bad. And he's a head, he's a big boned, thick guy. Yeah. So that's going to be tough for him to keep the weight off. The Achilles is a bitch, man. No. I mean, it is. Tough. It, it is. I, I, I think it's the, you know, I think it's the most grueling. And I had back surgery. I had Tommy John surgery. I'm, right. a, I'm Boy, a you've had surgical. It all. I'm a disaster. Yeah, but how great is that for what we do? You now have a an expertise on all these kinds it, of it, injuries. It, it, it's funny you say that. It really does help me. Of course, it really does. Like when you, when you have a ligament pulled out of your ass, which is what I had, uh, and and, and retransplanted in your elbow, or transplant that I should say, reassigned to your elbow as a graft. Uh, you learn the yeah. the viability of the body. You sure. learn the elasticity of certain ligaments and tendons, and it helps me. It helps me at my job. Sure. I, how high are you? I want to touch on the lottery a little bit more, and I want to get the free agency yeah, and why want. Durant's a lock. He's Let's not even going to think about going anywhere. Lock else. Knicks. Is Zion Williamson the camp miss that a lot of people feel he is? <laughs> Or is there some reservation? Describe can't some miss. concern. Describe can't miss. It's a great question because Eight or nine all stars or six or seven first team all pros. See, here's the question I ask to people. Uh-huh. I say, if Zion Williamson has a career like Blake Griffin, are you happy? I heard you do this with Joe the other day. Yeah, and he said no. No, I, w- I would agree with Everybody Joe. Everybody says no. I would. I would say no too. Okay, I would agree. Blake Griffin's a six time all star. Okay, Blake He's Griffin's won good. nothing. I, no one's disputing that. I'm not trying to tell you you should be happy with Zion. I'm trying to show you that the bar that's being set for him yeah. is generational, uh-huh. superstar. Well, he doesn't have to be LeBron, doesn't he? You guys are basically saying he has to be. Well, you know. What does he have to be? He's got to be. He's got to be playing in conference finals and NBA finals. That I mean, that's the most direct answer. Because that's not what Blake Griffin does. If Blake Griffin was playing for conference championships and NBA championships regularly, then I think when you asked Joe that question, Joe would have said, hell yeah. Sure. And I would have said, yeah. So, I, I, listen, I watch I watch Zion, and we can waste time. I mean, listen, he jumps out. He's a physical freak. Physical monster. We've never seen it before. No, we really have Never haven't. have. And I've tried to come up when he first hit the scene. And I was supposed to, and I was so disappointed. Uh, St. John's played at Duke this year. <laughs> Thank God I didn't do the game. It was, it was a hard <laughs> yes, show. Yes, yes. But uh, I was at the Super Bowl. I was down in Atlanta for a whole week, and my original plan was to do Tiki and Tierney every day, and then we were doing Tops at night. So I had the radio show from 3 to 6, and then had to basically run over to a, a different part of the convention center where Tops was doing, you know, myself and Shine and Fletch and Amy. We were doing our, our – we had a nightly top show – Monday through Friday, and after Friday night's top show, I was either going to drive to to Duke, to the Raleigh-Durham area, and do the St. John's game, and then just fly back to New York, New Jersey from there. But we wound up doing the Super Bowl show on CBS National. So they're like, listen, this is the CBS people, and I, and I totally get it, and I understand it, and I respect it. They said, you know, I know you want to do the game, but we can't. We have to do a rehearsal. Right, right. You know, it's not CBS Sports Network. You're going on after Face the Nation. There's a lot of moving parts. I'm like, totally get it. So I, bottom line, I didn't make the trip, and I really want to see him in person. 
Uh, but even as far back as then, I gave the combination. I said, see a little Larry Johnson, see a little Sean Kemp. I see a little Dominique Wilkins, not body-wise, but body control in a weird way. And the thing that people don't react to as quickly, I think, as they should with him, because we're in awe of the athleticism, his handle's pretty tight, man. You watch him get in, 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 in tight spaces when he actually penetrates in the paint. He's got that lefty dribble. It's not up by his waist. It's down more by his knee. And he's elusive. He's evasive. He's, he's shifty. And he's got great peripheral vision. He's a good passer. Yes. He sees the court. No doubt. You're like, okay, so he's an uber athlete. Check. He's got a handle. Check. He's got passion for the game. He loves basketball. Check. He sees the court. He's a willing passer. Check. Now, of course, can he shoot? And I look at I look at a jump shot. That's why Ben Simmons will never be a good shooter. His jump shot's broken, and it's never getting fixed, ever. But somebody like him, I want to see the template for the mechanics. Like, you know, is there at least the skeleton of a functional shot? Is the elbow in the in the proper place? Is the arc there? Is the rotation there? Are there basic components? Does he look comfortable at the free throw line? And he does. He oh, does. Yeah, yeah. So to me, now he's not going to be a 40% three-point shooter. Doesn't have to be. No. Can he be 32%? You know, maybe have a couple of years down the road, five, six years in, maybe flirt with mid-30s where he's beyond functional and a real threat. Then you give the up fake, you go by somebody and you yoke it in their face and you just, the entire court opens up. Yeah, I believe that he will. So all those things make him an absolute superstar in the making if he stays healthy. He's going to be a top five player no, in the NBA. So no I debate no debate in your mind because we've already gotten calls about it. Yeah, those if are you're picking number one I got, I got, overall. No, I'm taking Zion. <laughs> you're taking those are Zion. No, listen, I, 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 I like being think, a contrarian on occasion, too. You've you got to take Zion. I don't think necessarily every I – mean, some people are contrarians. I can't get in everybody's head. I don't think it's necessarily that. I think it's that people look at him, and because he's so different and so original, that scares them. In a weird way. They see a guy who's the same height as Draymond Green and weighs 30 pounds more, yep. and that scares them. That could also excite you. You're looking at something you physically have never seen before. Yeah, There should be a part of you that's incredibly excited about that. I think it scares people, and I think they look at John Morant, even though he wasn't exactly at this big school. We weren't no. watching him all the time, and they get excited about him. Mm-hmm. So I don't think everybody's a contrarian. I think there is this safeness with a John Morant more than the unknown of Zion Williams. But then I would come back and counter and say, well, the safeness, I mean, I could I could very easily volley back and say, well, the— how safe is it when you play against inferior competition 30 times a year? Look, is that really safe? And I, I love the kid, by the way. I love the kid. But to say that he's the safe pick, no, the safe pick would probably be Cam Reddish or, you know, or... or um, I don't know how safe Cam not, not Reddish, Cam Reddish is, um, or, or Jay Barrett. Or Barrett. That's, yeah. that's a safe pick. Yeah, yeah. That's a safer pick. No, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of, of, of Reddish at all, actually. He was very Just unimpressive misspoke. in college, I got to tell you. Yeah, I know. For a guy that was hyped up as I much know. as he was, I know. every time I watched him, I said, what am I impressed by right now? I hear you. I mean, there's a lot to... Uh, a lot to worry about with Cam Reddish and not a whole lot to love right now. So that that's a big crapshoot. You know, Barrett's got the pedigree, his pops, he's a given score, he's got a good body. Uh, but Zion's the pick. I mean, for yeah. me. I mean, Zion's no, the pick. No, I think he should be. Yeah. I don't think there's any question. I don't think you can live with yourself if you don't pick him, if you choose not to select him, and he is what you think and a lot of people think he is, yep. you can't live with yourself. I will tell you this, though. While that makes sense when you say that out loud, it's, it's, a, it's a viable thought. It truly is. You can't let that permeate your war room to the point where it discourages you and influences the pick. You cannot say, all right, man, listen, 
God, I really love Morant or whomever, Barrett, Reddish, whatever the player might be. And, you know, but, man, I God, if this guy pops, and I don't know that he will, but if he does, God, I'm going to get my head on a platter. You're you, right. You go, with the, go with the player that you're you believe is going to be the best. You're right. I only speak as a fan. As a fan, that's how I feel. Yeah, Not no, as I a GM. You. I don't want my GM thinking that way. Yeah, okay. I want my GM believing in the guy and then selecting the guy. There you go. Simple as that. With confidence, conviction. At, right. As a fan, I just don't think I can live with passing on Zion Williamson, and then he becomes the biggest star in the NBA for the next 15 years. Uh, yeah. But here's what I'm curious about, yeah. and this is about to lead into free agency. All right. You seemed earlier on in this podcast, and you probably still are, I don't think your opinions are changing in 20 minutes, very open to trading that pick and open to trading Zion Williamson. I'm open for business for anything that might be intelligent. Okay. You have to be. The guy can be a superstar. Mm-hmm. You are willing and able to, and I think there's only one guy you're really trading him for, that's mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. Sure. I can't think of anything realistic. What about Devin Booker? You, you're going to do that? No, I'm just throwing it out there. Would I? No, not not the number one pick. What if the Knicks wind that's up different. getting... Okay, uh, okay. That's different animal. Okay, okay, that, of course, I'm open to that. Okay. Number one overall pick, the only guy right now realistically I would trade him for or consider trading him for is Anthony Davis. I don't think there's another guy. Realistically. I agree. What if the Lakers get wacky and said, I wouldn't touch LeBron at this point personally. I wouldn't touch LeBron at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't. Some would, but I wouldn't. Because he's, he's 34 years old. Come because on. I don't think players want to play with him. They don't. It's obvious. So if I have a choice between the 34-year-old LeBron James or the 31-year-old Kevin Durant, am I making a decision? Because it seems pretty easy to me. Oh, it's it's old, Kevin it's Durant. It's Durant all day. That doesn't mean their careers. It's Durant all day. Right. Yeah. So you're open to dealing Zion Williamson. Let's mm-hmm. just call it by the name, not the pick. You're okay. willing to deal Zion Williamson for Anthony Davis if that means you're also signing Kevin Durant and, for the sake of this, Kyrie. Kyrie Irving. or Kemba. You're doing that. Yeah. Well, okay. doing is different than accepting the phone call and and at least seriously evaluating both ends of the equation. Yeah. Like, I don't understand anybody who, here we are, just about the middle of May, almost, that would already have a definitive position established. Like, why wouldn't you enter the process with an open mind and say, whether you're a fan or a GM, hey, if my phone rings, I'm picking up the phone. You never know what might be on the other end. Let's go. Well, what, uh, what's I on mean, the other on. end is it's Anthony like, Davis. Going, it's, Think about this. There's a, you know, we were all single at one point, and invariably there was always one girl in the bar that you just thought was a little bit out of your league and was too hot, and you just didn't have the balls to go up and ask her out, right? right. We, we've, all, we've all been there. Sure, sure. Something tells me you've been there more than me. But anyway. And, uh, so we've what all, do you uh, know? <laughs> My personality came through, man. I uh, know. So we've all been there. And, you know, you don't get the date with the hot girl unless you ask her out. Yeah, but are you get willing? Get the conversation. But you're willing to ask you her out. You might not get a great trade unless you have the conversation. You will trade Zion Williamson for Anthony Davis. I will have the conversation. Well, now, with what, the conversation, that's the offer. What Would you make you, that trade? What else do you want? Do you also want Kevin Knox in a future first round pick? Well, I mean, what um, else you want? For the you want sake, Mitchell Robinson? I mean, which, there's going to be more. It's not going to be Zion just for Anthony Davis. For the sake of this, let's start off small. Just Zion Williamson. You're doing I, it. I, I do it tomorrow. Okay. In a Z- Zion Williamson and Kevin Knox. You doing it? Yes. Okay. Zion Williamson and just Mitchell Robinson. See, Mitchell's making you think. Ma- Mitchell is. I understand. Mitchell is They're going to insist Mitchell on him, obviously. Is, Mitchell is making me think. I want to start off easy and then move to Work where it gets more. Yes, of course. I, I'd have to, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know if I would. I don't know about that. So Mitchell Robinson is keeping you from trading for Anthony Davis. Because you're willing no, to deal no, Zion. No, 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 because that that that's like framing it. Like I'm turning down That's Mitchell true. Robinson I'm for it, Anthony Davis. You're right, you're right, you're right. I mean, okay. you're kind of putting thoughts and words in my mouth here. Now, it, <laughs> I it, it, yeah. As I said that, I was like, no, no, really. <laughs> That's not what I said at all. You're letting throwing in Anthony, uh, throwing in Mitchell Robinson along with Zion Williamson 
to be the difference in trading for Anthony Davis. That is the that's too much for you. It would give me enough pause where it could dissuade me from doing the deal. I, I listen. I like to speak in definitive terms as sure. well. I get it, and I'm not trying to circumvent the answer. I, I think I've been pretty direct. Everything you've asked me, I've given no, you. you know, have, I mean, you, you know have. how I am. Yeah. But I, I, I really would have to. I'd have to really. I'd have to lock myself in a cave and see what I come up with, man. Okay. Might have to get a joint from Joe and smoke it up and see where it brings me. Well, I'll tell you, Joe, <laughs> Joe with the joint or without the joint is, is screaming at you for even thinking about the idea of trading Zion Williamson Joe, straight Joe, up for Anthony Maybe Davis. Joe gives me a good joint to have further clarity. <laughs> He's probably got the good medicinal stuff these days. I, I hope he does. Let's get to the free agents. Let's do it, man. Why? Kevin Durant's coming. Why? Because he needs it and he craves it. He needs it. He needs it. Kevin Durant needs the Knicks more than any other player in NBA history, has needed New York, period. Now, he needs the Knicks, not because of the city, but because they're the Knicks. No, it's not the city. And we, of course, and winning a championship here mm-hmm. would be the greatest accomplishment yeah. he could ever have. Yeah. You don't think there is any other NBA team he could go to where that would even match winning for the New York Knicks? 100% no. And don't waste your time on your Brooklyn Nets. I'm I not going to have this conversation. I haven't brought but up the Nets. But let me tell you why. Because, or the Clippers. Listen, there's, I'm not. Yeah, sure. Go with, a, go with a championship for the Clippers. Yay, terrific. Okay, great. Yeah, I was just in L.A. the other day for how to do something. That, that, that will get swallowed up in a day. Okay, <laughs> it will. I mean, it'll get swallowed up in a day. You win a champion. And I know that you believe me at your core. You know that I'm not wrong. If he, unless you do. If you, because I'm I'll give you, you an answer. Okay. You look, what would match? He wins a championship for the New York Knicks, what even – forget about matching or exceeding it because the answer is nothing. Forget about matching it because the answer is nothing. Right. What will even come remotely close to matching it? The there, answer is still nothing. In the NBA, when you look at the 30 teams out of there, there is only 20 one 20 nobody thing. gives a shit about. There's only, 20 nobody uh, gives a shit about. I, I'm not saying the fans in. Okay. There is only one thing that he could do to match winning a championship for the Knicks because of how bad the Knicks okay, are. Okay, I'll give you. I know we're going to go back thing, to the Thunder and win a championship. No, it wasn't even that. Go ahead. The one thing doesn't exist, and that's going to Seattle and winning a championship. That's but the only thing. Obviously. I mean, you can't bring that up. They don't no, even have a team. No, but that's what, that would be the ultimate story for Kevin Durant to go to the city he spent one year at, no matter what franchise it is, whether it's the Clippers moving there or whoever the hell it is. That would, but my point is, listen, don't get cute. My point is, you're freaking you're worked right. Up on your own podcast, I know. The point is, you're right. Of course, I'm right. But it's not even contestable. Here's the problem: not even remotely contestable. That winning a ch- the story of turning the New York Knicks, who've been so pathetic for two decades, uh-huh. around uh-huh. to win a championship. Of course, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. The question you got to ask yourself is, can he do it? Yeah. Why can't he, he? Because you need talent. Okay. Got to win. He's not coming by himself. Do you think? Okay, let's start there. Kevin Durant is coming here because he knows winning a title with the Knicks would be the ultimate to his resume. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Who is the second guy you want? Forget Durant. What you want to join him? Who is it? This is where it gets a little murky. <laughs> I bet it does. This is where it gets a little murky. Go ahead. Um, now, it's easy to, especially now, just shit all over Kyrie. It's easy to do that. You know, he shot 26%. He was completely disengaged. Uh, they were better last year without him. Jason Tatum regressed. Jalen Brown regressed. Everybody regressed yeah. when he was on the, the court. The Tatum regressing part is brutal. Yeah, that was 19 odd. to 20. Good God. I mean, he had four-point games, mm. five-point games. He had, wow. Um, he'll be right next year. He's, he's yeah, a, when Kyrie he's isn't there. True. Kyrie Irving, see, I know there's a, a – I don't know what percentage there's a sentiment of people or, fr- or, or a fraction of people that are beginning to say, yeah, Kemba, it would be, it would be better to have Kevin Durant than Kemba. 
I like Kemba Walker, man. We all we all watched what he did at the Garden five nights in a row. I was at half those games, you know, with the Big East tournament. He's a, he's a beast. First of all, he's a couple of years older. Number one, he's older than Kevin Durant. Now he's also than uh, than Kyrie. Than Kyrie, yes. He's also proven far healthier, yes. and, and that's a big issue. He's safer, no doubt. He's a safer. He's a safer player. There's no drama. But we also don't know how he reacts in big moments. He's done nothing. He's done zero in his career from a team point of view. Now, I don't hold that against him to the point where I would not entertain bringing him here. But the one thing that I worry about, and this is why it's easy to lose sight of how great Kyrie is based on the past couple of weeks here, the efficiency is not really close. Kyrie Irving is a superior player efficiency-wise to Kemba Walker. Every stat. I'm not pulling I, I, I that out. I got to defend one thing about yes, Kemba. Though. Sure. Okay. Kemba Walker, when he's been in the postseason, yep. his best player with him has been Al Jefferson. No, I get that. So you're right. He hasn't done anything, but Kyrie only did something when he was the second guy next to the greatest player of our generation. I can't contest that. No, I can't contest that. But he's also a couple of years older. You know, I sure. just you know if you're if you're an A level player, and in my opinion, granted the year the the number might fluctuate year to year. Um, I believe that we are just, you know, predisposed to misusing and overusing the word great. Oh, he's a great player. This guy's great. No, no. You know, there's probably, in my honest opinion, there are probably seven or eight truly, truly great NBA players right now. You got LeBron, even though with all the drama nonsense, he's still great. You got Durant. You got Steph Curry. You got Kawhi Leonard. You got Anthony Davis. Giannis. You got Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's number six right there. I'm sure the top, the Harden seven. Those are the guys. That, yeah. No, that's I, it. That, that's probably and it. And I, I don't know if Anthony Davis is in that based on a point you just made about postseason success. You think Kyrie's in it? No, I don't, okay. actually. Okay. I, I don't necessarily either. He is probably first in line. Of the next is level. He? Is he? Because I'll ask you a guy right now. Good. Damian Lillard. Uh, it's it's close. It's I close. think Lillard's better. Uh, it's, he, it's close. And, and, it's close. And here's the thing about Damian Lillard. Not that he's available. I love Lillard. I know he's not. I, I'm not going to quibble too much. It's close. He's hit two. Oh, I know. Game winning. I love him. Series winning. Kyrie Irving hit a three-pointer to win the NBA championship. I, totally. I mean, let's not he's forget about second, that. LeBron's would... got Ugats if he doesn't hit that shot with Cleveland. Yeah, and Kyrie's got Ugats. I understand that, but, but Kyrie's the one who hit the I shot. I get it. But, he was, but before LeBron walked through that door, they were a lottery team every year. Yes, they were. Damian Lillard is the best player on the Portland Trailblazers. I'm a big Damian Lillard fan. Just I'm, saying. Hey, I'm not here to fight you. I no, love just a, that, Lillard. That, that's all why I when do. you say who's next online, uh-huh. Lillard's ahead of Kyrie Irving. I'll give you another guy who's, who's in about a year. You know, I want to see another year, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, that, now there's those younger, you know, I sure. want to see Doncic in a couple of years. Sure. There's that next crop. Uh, but the, I, I listen, Kyrie Irving to me, and this is not a compliment. I mean, this is a little distressing. He just checked out, man. Like he che- and he's an odd personality. He's quirky. He's a little strange. He's a little weird. Uh, he's the kind of guy yeah, I was around the Knicks a lot, and you know this, when Marbury was on the team. And and I've told the story when – and that, even though they weren't very good, they had a lot of good guys on the team. Like David Lee, you know, still – I'm still friendly with David. Dave was a great guy. Quentin Richardson, Q Rich was always accountable uh, and a good guy to do pregame interviews with. Jamal Crawford, great stand-up guy. The mo- Even Eddie Curry was jovial and, you know, useless on the court, but a good guy. <laughs> right, right. Stephon Marbury would walk into the locker room, and you could actually feel – you could feel – and you could ask Isola, you can ask Bert, hey, all those guys with Alan Hahn was there writing for Newsday. They all know. They felt it. You can feel the energy just go out of the room. Yeah. It's like one of those people that you just, that just, there's people like that in radio too. Sure, sure. 
You know, people who are just they 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 had they had this palpable like this negative it, it emits from. Do them. you think Kyrie has that? No, I don't think it's okay. that. But I do think there's something odd that he emits that that can turn off the wrong locker room, which is why it's imperative that he aligns himself with Kevin yes, Durant. It's imperative he's the second guy. Correct. That's and once, fine. And once that happens, the Knicks will be locked and loaded, and they'll win sixty you, games. And here we go. Do you think? That if Kevin Durant says, I want to win an NBA championship, all right, I want to do it elsewhere. I've done it in Golden State. I need to do it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know Wes Caprum. You know the teams that are able to sign him. Clippers, there Knicks, are, there are Nets. Teams, yeah, there are teams that don't get talked about. The Indiana Pacers have Caprum. No yeah, one talks about them. Waste of time. What, what are we? Come on. Stop. <laughs> come on. I mean, come on. Man. Well, come on. What? I'm just saying. Do they not have Max Caprum? Yeah, they okay. do. Okay, great. Okay, and they have good. pretty we, good players, right? Right, so we mentioned the Pacers. Keep okay. going. Where does Kevin Durant have the best chance to win an NBA championship? Amongst teams with cap room if he decided to leave Golden State. But there's too many hypotheticals because... What's the hypothetical? I'll tell you. Okay, where's Kawhi going to stay? Well, I should say, where's Kawhi go? Uh, stays in Toronto. He's, uh, so, I'll so, answer the hypotheticals. He stays in okay, Toronto. so Kawhi's in Toronto. Correct. Kyrie leaves Boston, so they might get, they'll might get. they probably strengthen as a result. Uh, they could even get Anthony Davis. But So, assuming Kevin Durant is on the Knicks with Kyrie Irving... Well, no, that's not my question, though. You're you're making that assumption. I'm asking you, where is the best place for Kevin Durant to win an NBA championship? Where does he have the best chance to win an NBA title? You just put him on the Knicks. Well, but I'm I was, no, you, but I was going to work my way around and have him in a couple of different oh, okay, spots. So that, you're that's setting up yeah. him, but with Kyrie with the Knicks. Yeah, well, that's okay, what I was going to do. Right. Okay, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Sure. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. No, no, it's okay. So you take him off the Warriors, obviously, mm-hmm. and you know I know that Steph strutted his stuff last night, and Steph's still a beast. That team's going nowhere without Kevin Durant. They could lose in the second round next year without Durant. We know that. So the Warriors are are terminally weakened. The Rockets. I mean, listen. I mean, you can say whatever you want about the Rockets. I'm just not enamored with the Rockets. I'm sorry. Portland. I love their backcourt. Not good enough to win it. Um, the Raptors with Kawhi. If if Kevin Durant is with Kyrie on the Knicks and the 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 real viable championship teams are the Bucks, the Raptors. Philly brings everybody back. They can't. I don't think they can financially. They, oh, they can. They, I think can, they have the bird rights they, on both those guys. They can. They can bring back Jimmy Butler, yes. Tobias Harris, and JJ Redick. No way. I think they can. There's no. I don't think. I mean, that's it's going to cost a ton of money. Them? I think they can. Yeah. Uh, all right. I would. I stand think they have cor- the bird rights on all get, three I, of those guys. I would stand corrected if that's the case. At least two. Definitely Jimmy Butler but and Tobias Harris. Thing. Uh, yeah, I know they can get two of the three. But even if they do retain all three, which right. I, I, I got to double check that. Ben Simmons can't shoot, and and I do oh, not. I know. I know you know. This. I'm just I, pointing I don't out view that them as a team that's going to win a championship. That's fine. I just want to give you the hypothetical that they are the same. That's it. I would say it would be. I would say it would be the Knicks at that point. I would say it would be the Knicks. Better now, than Milwaukee. Yes. Okay. Kevin Durant. Well, yesing me like it's obvious. Well, it is. Kevin how is Dur- it obvious? I'll tell you how. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving versus Anton and Kumpo and what, Middleton and, and Brockton? Yeah, but you know this. It's about building an entire roster. I understand What would that, that roster look Mitchell like? Mitchell Robinson, Alonzo Trier, a couple of snipers, and there you go. And that's better and than the Bucks. And maybe Zion Williamson. That's better than the Bucks. Yes. Okay. Now put him on the L.A. Clippers. Uh-huh. Do they have a better chance than what you just laid out with the Knicks? No, because I don't think that unless Kawhi Leonard goes there. But you said we're going to keep Kawhi on the Raptors. I don't think Kyrie is going to go to the Clippers. Okay, so if Durant is teaming up with Kyrie Irving, that's with his best the chance Knicks. to okay. win wherever. If he teams up with Kyrie Irving with my basketball team, then I would put you guys there. They would have a so they have a better chance than the Knicks if yeah, they just signed. Okay, so the answer is the Nets. Then is basically what you're telling me. 
No, the answer is whomever <laughs> the answer is whomever Kevin Durant aligns himself with. As long as he aligns himself with either Kawhi right. or Kyrie, well, Kawhi, then I don't whether think it's happening, but whether it's the Brooklyn Nets, the sure. New York Knicks, the L.A. Clippers, or whomever, that would be the team that I would answer would be to your question, right? But if he can, well, don't do, you understand about that? Well, I don't because they're different rosters. So if he, but it doesn't with, matter. Who cares about the? No, it I'm doesn't. I'm asking you where he has the best chance to win a championship. And trust me, I know you. Probably I would say the Nets it, because I okay, like the best. I like the fine. Nets roster. I'm not looking for that answer. No, I'm no, just you're not. A, okay. My second, I genuinely like the Nets roster. No, I do too. I don't love Kyrie. Am I willing to just dump D'Angelo Russell? It would suck, but I probably would have to. Yeah, you'd I have mean, to. what am I going to do? Uh, I mean, you'd have to. I wouldn't just dump him for Kyrie Irving, though. I would need Kevin Durant. Uh, I don't disagree with that. Do you think that Durant is focusing on this winning a championship part as much as you are? Or do you think it's sort of LeBron-like where he's thinking about his empire? I don't think he's there yet. Okay. I, don't th- I think he's about to. So you're not two- worried about that at all? I think he's about one or two chapters away. Here, here's the thing. Kevin Durant, while he's got thin skin, you know he's got he's had the burner accounts. He's he's very sensitive. Kevin Durant's all basketball, man, and and I know that he's got some projects. Don't get me wrong. He you know in this day in the, in the modern athlete, 2019, you're going to juggle some other products, whether uh, some some other some other some other not jobs, but some other hobbies, some other sure. you know mediums, whether it's something on HBO or Showtime or something on the internet or something you know whatever something they on. But you're gonna do other stuff, all right. Your brand's going to be uh, five or six layers deep. But I believe that at this point, Kevin Durant is more about basketball than LeBron James is. I honestly do. He better be. I believe Kevin Durant right now would be fully happy going down to the cage on West 4th or going up to the Rucker in Harlem and running full and doing so in an an anonymous manner much more so than LeBron James would. LeBron needs all the bullshit at this point. Right. And it's old. And that seems to be all he cares about at this point. It's so old. And maybe you follow him on Instagram? Not Instagram, but on Twitter. Oh, it's such a nah, joke. I, don't I mean, it's a I haven't even got involved It's ridiculous. Yeah, I actually like Stop his, patting yourself on the back, I actually bro. like that show he created, the barbershop, the shop. It's no, actually entertaining. I would love to get in there. Oh, I, you want to be on it? I would love to be on Call it. Call up Maverick. Maybe yeah. he'll let you in. I, w- I would love to That's go on It's a very there. entertaining show. It's my my very, wife loves it, it, it too. It's, what? She likes it. She finds it entertaining. I saw, I saw the one with Kimmel. Uh, the I thought you are stunned that she would watch it. No, no. She's not even a sports fan. She just likes the the... I guess the natural conversation. She just finds the conversation. It's interesting. organic, but yeah. it's also very one-sided. You got to throw somebody in there. It's going to bring a little something else yes. to the table, and that's why I'd like to jump in there. <laughs> you got to try, man. I'd love to. You never. And know. a lot of the things they say, I agree with. But you know, there's a lot of things that get glossed over. Where I think the, to, to contextualize further, I think the show could be even better. You know, let's face it. When you have uh, the uh, the episode that I'm referencing, you had Ice Cube, you had Nas, you had LeBron, you had Maverick Carter, you had Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, you had all, you know, visible liberals. Right. I mean, you know, and... You want to put a different opinion in that. I mean, a yeah. little bit. I mean, yeah. again, some of their views Mix I certainly subscribe to for sure. Right. But I believe that there's a little bit of a lack of balance. Oh, no question. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with That's that. That's why I want to go on it. Yeah. What would you classify yourself politically? Somewhere in between. You're in the middle? Yeah. You're all over the place. You know, Probably like me. We're somewhere very all in over between. the place. You know what I am? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not programmed to a certain party. I How th- can you be? I was going to say, I think it's almost irresponsible yeah, to be I that way. I completely agree with you. You know what, Ev? you got to wake up, and you have to, as long as you, as long as you want what's right for, like, as long as you truly believe in the human spirit, and you believe in decency, and you want to give all people the chance, if they do the requisite things that are required of them to, you know, to put themselves in a position to, to succeed, uh, how do you not co-sign that? How do you not co-sign defending our country first? I, I don't I don't get that. 
I don't think it's a bad thing to say. No. We've got to protect America, and we'll get to everything else after. We're in a very strange space. Uh, and I don't say this just to kind of appease people. I really don't give a shit. I'm, I'm kind of somewhere in between. Yeah. There's a lot of things on the left I believe. There's a lot of things on the left that I think are people. ridiculous. Let's be honest. And yeah. there's a lot of things on the right that I believe, and there's a lot of things on the right that I think are ridiculous. And I think that's most Americans. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Which, fortunately, we get put into, like, these team sports where you're yeah, just, like, on a team. Yeah, I know. I know. Percentage. Which is very shallow. Oh, very It really lacks intellect. because it's, it's very ironic because a lot of the conversations about politics are supposed to be rooted somewhat in, in logic and, and, and intellect and education. Right. But there's such a, a, a line of delineation that logic and intelligent, a lot of uh, intelligence, a lot of times goes out the window. Oh, completely it's incredibly ironic. Percentage-wise, yeah. uh, honestly, yeah. where is it with Durant to the Knicks? You really think it's like 90%? You yeah, think no, I think it's deal? more than that. So if I told Kevin you Durant's tomorrow, be on the Knicks. if I told you tomorrow he is signing with the Clippers, your reaction would be what? I'd be stunned. Signing with the Nets, stunned. Stunned, he's not signing with the Staying, Nets, stop. Why? Stop, he's just not doing it. But, he's he's signing with the, but it's more so the Clippers and the Nets. He's signing with the Knicks. Okay, so there's no... You can throw you can throw any team in the world. The at Warriors. Me. He's not signing there. He's gonna he's gonna you be a Nick. That yeah. Cert, how could you be that certain of anything? Because besides I'm, something you control, how could you be that certain of anything in sports besides something you control? It's just a gut thing. When they, he could change well, his it's, mind. Well, it's a little more than a gut thing. Sure, he can, and then I'd be wrong. Right. And when you do a podcast and you put your opinion out there the way I have. You know, no, hit no, up I'm old. all with you on it's an great. opinion. You it's know, just you yeah. are. Oh, I've never heard. I, you I have no there. doubt that Kevin Durant's going to be a Nick. No doubt. You got to remember when in 2010, when when the free agent frenzy went down. Yeah. Which I won an Emmy, by the way, for us, for us, and why? Look at oh. you. You won a fr- for, good. Congratulations. You don't even know what it was for. I have <laughs> no like, idea. What you do? I don't care. It's great. You won I, an Emmy. You know, the funny thing is, you know how we won the Emmy? <laughs> how? We're sitting around one day. I'm like, I'm, this is the funniest part. So I, I've got the Emmy right, and it was free agent frenzy. Myself and Isola. Uh, he was on the panel breaking down where, you know, Bosch, LeBron, D-Wade, Joe oh, Johnson, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> and and we're sitting around. I'm like, we need to – I think we need to do a draft show. I'm like, let's call it the free agent frenzy. And then – Basically, it just went up the ladder, came to fruition. So I came up with the concept. Look at you. I you deserve that con- Emmy. Oh, you damn right. You well, did you, that Emmy. during the free yeah, agent frenzy, where were you Not with never LeBron? once. Go look it up. Never thought never LeBron was going to the Knicks. did I think LeBron was coming to the Knicks. Okay. Not once. No, and that's I'm when I was curious. with Stephen A. And that's what we did every day, NBA. Right. And there was there, there was one moment when I, I, I almost flinched. I'm at, I'm at my old radio station. We get a call in the newsroom. And it's the Boys and Girls Club in Connecticut, right? Yeah. And they say, LeBron's having a press conference. I go, holy shit. <laughs> you I go, wait a second. second. Why the hell would he be doing it in Connecticut <laughs> if he's going to sign with the Heat or the Lake or whomever? Right. I'm like, is he going to? I'm like, I still don't think he's going to be a Nick. And as I, as I watched that thing with Jim Gray, as I was waiting for the words to come, I never thought he never was going to be a okay. once. So this is different just because and of... And it's out there. So it's all it's fine that it's on YouTube. Is, never once. Is your confidence just based on the logic you mentioned, which is fair logic, because I, I agree with you that the ultimate prize for an athlete is to say, I went to the all next... Right, I'm going to keep it real. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm gonna, Go ahead. I, I got to keep it real. I want to hear uh, Well, okay. A big problem here with the Knicks, right? Part of the reason why the Knicks have always swung and missed on these free agents, right? is because, and there's no way to just talk around this, I'll just say it. 
The Knicks, for far too long, they projected an old, stale, disconnected, white guy voice. That's the way it was. Picking on Donnie Walsh. Hey, listen, first of all, I love Donnie Walsh. I I revere Donnie Walsh was very good to me. Donnie Walsh, I would text him, and and I wasn't even doing afternoon drive. Donnie Walsh would come on my show all the time. And you know this. I had the Knicks on lockdown on my show on ESPN. I really did. That That was something I take great pride in. I mean, I was a Knicks guy. And the city knew it. Right, and right. Donnie treated me well. But, but, when you go into these meetings, in with all due respect, with Donnie in a wheelchair, and, you know, people who just did not connect to the young black athlete. Mm-hmm. It was a very transformational period. There was an awakening within the young modern athlete. And they wanted to hear something different. They wanted to hear a message that resonated with them, not something that resonated a generation ago. Right, right. And the Knicks position, the Knicks were selling something that was old and stale and fractured. And now Perry, and, I, and I, I'm not saying that Perry's, you know, an A+, but he's good. And the Knicks suddenly have ex- fizzed, and that's why the hiring of Fizdale was imperative. I thought it was a great hire. It was a I like great Fizdale. hire. Yeah. Fizdale connects and it's not just about, I, I want to be clear, it's not just about a black coach connecting to black players. It, 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 maybe on some level it, it can be about that, but it can't only be about that. You need to have your shit lined up. You need to have draft equity. You need to have smart basketball people. You need to have a plan because these guys aren't messing around. Kevin Durant's not going to waste the next five years for a bumbling circus, all right, which it was for 20 years. They needed to prove that they got their shit together. They got it together. Well, what has proved that to you? Just them being there? Scott Perry's track record 100%, elsewhere? 100%. No, okay, 100%. I'm just kidding. Okay. What, what they, what, how they communicate with agents. Right. The back-channel dialogue. These are things that the Knicks were woeful at for years Can, that they finally have gotten good at. I wanted to ask you, and now I feel it's a waste of time. I was going to ask you, they strike out. On Kevin Durant, what do you do? You can ask me. Well, why? He's going to sign with the Knicks. But there's a, listen. All right. I'll the, give you an the, answer. The 1% chance yeah. Durant goes, Durant goes to my team. Okay. He just says, screw it. I want to win Brooklyn. He's not going to the Nets. Let's just say he did. Okay. No, why not? He's not. I know it's laughable, but let's just say he did. And by the way, you know I respect your team. He's not going uh, to the Nets. I, I'm not saying he's going to the second. He's not going to the second fiddle team I, in New York City. How about the he's Clippers? Can it. I use the Clippers you as an can, example? You can, but he's not going there either. Oh. But anyway, ask me a question. <laughs> right. He goes somewhere else. He goes to China to play. Uh, he's going to play with with Stefan Marbury in China. Do you still actively sign free agents, or do you use cap room as a weapon for the next few years? I kick it down the road. And the last thing I'm going to do is I'm, I am not maxing out Tobias Harris. Okay. I'm not maxing out Jimmy Butler. I'm not doing it. Jimmy's better than Tobias. I am going to keep the plan in place. I am going to focus on player development. I'm going to have Kevin Knox gain 10 pounds this summer anyway, regardless of who comes. Right. And Mitchell Robinson cardiovascularly learn how to play 30 minutes a game. I've got to make a, I've got to make a real decision on, on Frank Nielakita. Uh, I've got to, you know, they, they've got a conglomerate of guards. They've got to sort through some of these sure. guys and make a decision. And you'll take on a bad contract to get an unprotected lottery pick. You'll do things like that the way Sean Marks did. I will absolutely okay. keep that. I will keep I in line agree. with that. That is the if the Knicks, if the Knicks were to get to the precipice of doing it right finally, mm-hmm. and then which they won't swing and miss on Durant and come up empty and then flinch and get desperate and resort back to being the Knicks, I won't be a Knicks fan anymore. Oh, come on. I swear what, to God. What are you gonna I do? will say fuck the Knicks. And where you going? I'm done. I'm done. I mean, you're done for it. You're just not. Are you gonna, you're gonna watch it. basketball as do a talk show host. No, no, I'm not it. doing it anymore. You're done. Yeah, this would be the end. Yeah. So if they missed on Durant I and maxed out Kemba Walker and Tobias Harris, you're out. They're not. They won't do that. They will not do that. 
They will not do that. They will not do it. You can what do you mean they won't do it? They won't do it. What will they do? They will what do what I said, said they will do, yeah. But if somehow they did, they won't. you're done. They won't. Have you been assured by them that, of this, or are you just confident? Very confident. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, can you imagine if Kevin Durant doesn't yes. sign with the Knicks now? Oh, if now? he doesn't. No, no, I can't imagine that. No, I, I can't either now because oh, yeah. I can't imagine what you do. You just heard what I, I do. Almost well, feel... as long as they don't do what I don't right. want them no, to, no, I'd no. still be there with them in the foxhole. If they start going back to the old days, I'm, uh, listen, I don't want to start, start saying I'm too old. I don't want to sound like Joe. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm not a kid. You know, I, I mean, at some point, you know, you can only fool me so many times. Just keep it going. Player development. Draft the right players. Has, cultivate it. Keep it going. Not that there, you can't resort back to the past. And all, they won't. We all make predictions, but sometimes we don't do it with this is 100%. Has there any ever been anything or at least the most recent thing you've been this confident about in sports? In terms of a player landing somewhere? Yes. Or like a, a team winning? Uh, not you're a play, team you're talking winning. about player movement. Yeah, player movement. Because the team winning is we're seeing something and I we're making a I knew LeBron was going to the Lakers. I knew that. I, okay. I, 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 that that, confi- that, that yeah. confidence level yeah. was exactly where my confidence level Anything is with, with a, Kevin Durant. How about with a team you root for? Like, was there a confidence level with the Yankees or no, the No, I knew Jets we weren't getting anything. Harper. I knew we weren't getting those guys. Actually, I thought that we were going to get Machado. I didn't really want. There was a point I thought we were going to get Machado. But you were never 100% like this. No, I, no. Oh, so no. this is the most confident you have ever been as a sports fan that you are landing a player. I mean, that encompasses a lot of years. I mean, I well, mind, that's why I, I'm I mean, asking uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Uh, big trades by the Yankees. A-Rod was kind of a little bit out of left field. Uh, the Clemens trade was a little bit out of left field. With Jason David Giambi. Wells. I'm just throwing names him. out there. Giambi I felt very good about. Yeah, no doubt. This I, isn't I, really good, though, man. This is, it's going to happen. That's what I think. What okay. do you want me to no, say? No, what do you not, want me to say? I'm not trying to talk you out I of mean, it. I'm trying to get a perspective I on how confident I, you are as compared to if everything you, else if you've you, ever if thought. If you can't tell... I got to go tape uh, Jason. Day. It's okay. We, we finished it at you. a perfect time. LeBron is staying I with the Lakers. That way. But Kevin Durant yeah. is a. No, we were done because you pretty much covered it all. And yeah. I think you did a hell of a job, and I appreciate it. I that. had a great time. Go with do you, man. your real job now. Peace. Thank you. Brandon Tierney on this Knicks preview of the Evan Roberts podcast. Thank you very much for listening.